0: Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Dedicated to the evolution of you, because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be. Helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. If you have this picture that life is about being comfortable... That's going to be uncomfortable. So it's like when something, when a challenge is in front of you that's inviting you to do something uncomfortable, train yourself so that your reaction is, oh boy, that means I'm going to learn something. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Leaders generally become leaders because they are predisposed to choosing challenges. And if you're choosing to listen to this podcast to better yourself as a leader or a manager or whatever you are, then you're probably predisposed to this way of framing life as well. That means at least as a manager, you have a valuable perspective to offer the people who follow you and you should give it to them. So to conclude this series on embracing being tested, we're going to learn how managers can help others dig deep into discomfort and surrender to life. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and then click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Yeah, I just had a, a client I was talking to a couple of weeks ago, had two or three really key top performing people leave. One of them they're trying to retain. And uh, the, the employee actually said the words, I'm not being challenged. And it's a rare employee who will say that. And this is a client that I've had for several years who, you know, it's always a tricky thing to suggest someone is moving fast or slow because on one level, everyone is operating on their own timeline. But this is a client who's known the question, who do you want to become and how do you want to use your job to get there for like two years and never asked this employee that question. And these are the kinds of consequences that come from that. Because the, the question was just so uncomfortable for the client to ask. He's just waited and waited and waited. And he's also been needing to confront another member of the management team about their reactivity and toxicity and issues that they haven't been dealing with. And one of the exiting employees pointed specifically to that management team member Said they were toxic for the environment. This is something my client has known about for a really long time and not done anything about. So on the absolute level, we could say, well, everything's perfect and everything happens for a reason and no one can judge how quickly you move. It's between you and life. Mm-hmm, that's true. But when you know something and don't act on it, expect consequences. Now, whether those consequences are in your highest good and you needed them to happen for your own learning, okay, yeah, often that's the case. But to know what is right, to know what you need to do, and then sit on it for any length of time, you are asking for life to kick your ass because that's what it does. That's what it does because... Obviously, you don't know really all the way what the right thing is to do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be inviting life to kick your ass about it. Right? If you really knew all the way, you would do it. Right? And Zen, there's an expression, uh, uh, to know and to not embody is not to really know. It's another way of saying it. If you really get something, you live it. So... That's a, a good way of... It's, it's a way of raising the bar for yourself. If you really get it, you live it. And if you're not living it, then you don't all the way get it. That's fine. Just be honest with yourself about that. Rather than telling yourself any number of excuses like, I don't have time or I'm, I don't think they're receptive to hearing this or whatever. And uh, that to me is one of the expressions of surrendering to life. Another way of phrasing that is to express how much you love God. Another way of saying that is when you know something, but you're afraid of what the results will be. And then you live it, you do it. You express what you know to be true. Because that gap is the primary responsibility of a human being to close that gap between what you know and who you are. I cannot think and, of it anymore. And isn't that turning towards the discomfort? Like, Hell that yeah. The beginning? Yeah. Well, thank you for tying it in. Yeah, that's it. Because that's going to be uncomfortable. And again, if you have this picture that life is about being comfortable, boy, will that, that enable that. So it's like when something, when a challenge is in front of you that's inviting you to do something uncomfortable, train yourself so that your reaction is, oh boy, that means I'm going to learn something. Recently, I think I've come to the conclusion that going the way of comfort or making the comfortable decision, it's a sham. <laughs> it, it doesn't, yeah, it feels better and feels warm and buzzy and okay, you know, you make this decision, we have to do whatever it is. We have to do this. We did it. Okay. I feel better now. But there are consequences to those, that action. And sometimes it's way more uncomfortable that I'm seeing, you know? And then and then what? Yeah. <laughs> the cycle repeats itself. Yeah. Until you've got no choices. Yeah. Right. Worse and worse sets of choices. Narrow yeah. and narrower sets. Yeah. All in the name of comfort. Yeah. I mean, that's another way of, of... I so appreciate that, Kurt. Another way of framing all of this is just... To realize that the short-term seeking of comfort does not work, right? right. I mean, it's a, it's like it's not even really a choice of one value versus another. It just doesn't work, right? It's a, you know, like boy, when I eat sugar, it makes me feel really good for thirty minutes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, chocolate too, right? But. uh What's the? There's this great expression in the dieting world. Uh, Thin feels better than anything tastes. Thin, I love that. Thin feels better than anything tastes. That speaks to the the the, the long term. It's you can call it comfort, but it's really something bigger than that. It's really short term versus long term thinking, and one of the hallmarks of maturity is to do something right now that you don't want to do. That creates short-term discomfort. That creates a long-term benefit, and you know, look anywhere in the the energy industry. Look at fracking. There's a great example. Fracking is a terrific example of where so much short-term gains are being created. I read an article this morning about fracking industry could be creating the next economic crisis because it's there's so much. uh, um, money being created that doesn't actually follow the real value of it. There's a lot of uh, I mean that's what happens in, the, in economics all the time where you know speculation is basically like, oh, there's a bunch of money created for value that does not yet really exist, you know, whether it's in the housing market or the energy market or whatever. And you know even bigger than that, the financial crisis could happen where you know there's assets on balance sheets of oil companies. That accounts, that is accounting for oil that should not be taken out of the ground and, and probably will not be allowed to be. So that's made up, you see. But in the short term, we say, well, we want the value on the books. We want that on the company. So we're going to put that on the balance sheet as an asset, but we can't ever take it out of the ground. Well, that's going to create a long term problem. Short term goodness, long term problem. I'm still waiting for the other shooter drop from uh, the bailouts. That Obama did, created a really stable economy, apparently, but uh, that price is yet to be paid. Especially while a lot, of those, a lot of those same financial institutions stay in business. I mean, that really is the, the, the struggle of the human condition going back tens of thousands of years. Feel good now, feel good later. You know, the way I look at it is on any given day, I'll let myself do whatever I want after eight o'clock. That's when I get to do whatever I want after 8 p.m. Before then, it's work, besides the weekends. But four or five days a week, I am investing in discomfort, you know, in pretty much every 15 minute block from 6 a.m. to uh, 8 p.m. And then at 8 p.m., I get to do whatever I want. If you do that even three days a week, four days a week, that will take you to a greatness destination. It's that simple. Or at least goodness. Great, when I say great, I mean like elite stuff. Most of those people have gone too far. End up hurting themselves or other people. Any last thoughts about this? Or are you feeling sufficiently challenged? Yeah. Just kind of feel like a hamster on a wheel sometimes, Joseph. (laughs) Yeah. How are you relating to life? That's causing that effect. Uh, yeah, you don't have to answer that, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the Clear and Open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you, because businesses grow when people do.